0: Log
1: Talk Radio.
0: Hello, America, and happy Memorial Day weekend. This is Billy Jones, author of Everyday Folks Books and the creator of Everyday Folks Radio. It is Sunday, May 29th, and I'd like to extend, again, a special shout-out to all the families and veterans who are out there who are celebrating and commemorating this 2016 Memorial Day weekend. Also, I'd like to thank all of my my, my listeners for the past several weeks. You have been so supportive of all the work we're doing here at Everyday Folks. And because of that support, We are continuing to climb in numbers, but I think you can help us a little further. We want to break the record today and reach our 1,400 subscriber and listener milestone. If at any time you'd like to speak to me or any of the guests on Everyday Folks Radio, you may do so by calling in at 347-539-5372. Again, that number is 347-539-5372. And if you're shy, you prefer to inbox me, with your questions, comments, or requests, you may do so at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Here in the Everyday Folks family, we're growing. Past half a year, we have been on air and taped about 30 episodes. And each week, we get better and better. This past Saturday, just 24 hours ago, was the second episode of A Journey into Passion with Anika S. What is your passion and what is your journey? What is it that inspires you? What are your desires and interests? Tune in every other Saturday at 2 p.m. for a conversation with Anike A.S. to explore those topics. As well, I'm so happy with what's coming up this upcoming Friday, June 3rd. It is the launch of our third show in addition to the Everyday Folks family. The show is titled A Daily Dose of K-Pop, and on this show, we have a variety of personalities who will be covering the phenomenon of Korean pop, what it is and how it's now invading American culture. And I'm very proud to say that the, the DJs for this show are former scholars of mine who are now doing extraordinary things in their world, and I must also say have a strong following on social media, 18,000 plus of folks who are following them and very interested from an American perspective of what K-pop is. However, today though, Everyday folks on this show, the purpose of it is to explore the extraordinary achievements and accomplishments of everyday people who may not get their chance on the covers of magazines or in the tabloids or even more so on the television. These are folks who are working hard in the trenches who are making things happen. And today's guest is someone who is very special to me. If you haven't read his bio, you can tune in and read it at any time on BillyPaulJones.com, my author page but I'd like to read it now because it's very special to me. Born and raised in Miami, Florida, Robert chose a, a, new, a new career path nearly 10 years ago when he decided to join the United States Army as an aviation operations specialist. Later, he completed a 12-month deployment to Iraq, and today, with an 11-year-old son and wife, Robert can proudly say he is truly fortunate. Throughout his military career, He realized that goals are not achieved by, quotes, and these are his words, deserving. You need to put in the time, dedication, and effort in order to succeed at your craft and separate yourself amongst your peers. To Robert, that's what it means to be successful. And that's what it takes to stay true to who you are and to work towards what you can become. And for those of you who are celebrating this Memorial Day weekend, I'd be remiss if I did not acknowledge the significance of this day. The purpose of this day is to pay homage. It's more than just about Veterans Day. for All of our, tra- our, our fallen heroes, individuals who are no longer alive today, who have missed their lives for the sake that I'm able to be on everyday folks' ready, radio and do the things that I do in a democratic nation. So it would be my great privilege, I should say, to bring on someone who not only is in the trenches, but also who embodies, I feel, the ideal of an American hero. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Robert Franz. Robert, how are you today?
1: Doing good, Billy. How's everything?
0: I am excellent. And I have to share this. First of all, thank you so much for your time and for your interest and in, in, in your continued support of me over the past you know, dozen of years or so. Thank you for being a guest on Everyday Folks Radio. I have to share no this problem. with you.
1: Thank, you. thank you for having as me. I, I was, appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. As I was setting up for this show, Robert, and I wrote this bio, and, I, and, I, and I, we communicated regarding it, I, It was, it's just beautiful to see these words, this language speak to who you are. And as the show was is coming in today and I was, I was tuning up and getting ready, folks were already emailing questions you about your life, even though they haven't even heard you utter a single word or syllable. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So my first question to you, Robert, is one that I think is the obvious. Your byline on the radio show says that you are a military veteran. So my question is, what prompted you to pursue a military career? Honestly, I I realized I was, uh, you know, in Miami. I graduated high school,
1: didn't end up uh, doing the college thing, so I I ended up – becoming a barber and I was cutting hair for a couple of years. And then I had my son and I realized, you know, I, w- I wasn't really doing anything uh, positive with my life at the time. And, and uh, I wanted to switch career paths and do something that, you know, my family could be proud of and something, you know, to guarantee uh, to ensure my son's future and, d- and just, you know, something that he could look up to. And uh, so I enlisted in 2007 uh, in, in the army. And I
0: think being in the army has allotted you the opportunity to travel the world. Where are some of the places you've been or explored? Uh, I've been to a couple
1: places, uh, definitely um, Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, a couple couple countries in, in South America, uh, Europe. I've definitely gotten uh, been fortunate enough to to be able to travel and see some things that a lot of, a lot of individuals don't have the opportunity to see. so it's, uh, it's definitely been good. And
0: one of the beauties of travel is learning. You say that every time you've been immersed in a new culture, you had an opportunity to learn something new about it, if not about your own culture and where you stand within your own. No, definitely. I mean, it's it's you know it really
1: opens up your eyes when you go to you know some of these countries and you just see you know just a different mind state of 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 the people out there and just the, you know different attitudes and the way things work and it's, it's, like I said, it's really eye opening and and sometimes humbling just to see you know the what we're fortunate enough to have here in this country that a lot of people don't have access to. And, you know, it's just uh, it just takes you back and, and, you know, just makes you thankful for everything that you have.
0: Absolutely. And I know that your son, your son now is 11 years old, I think, right? 11. He is. So what he, is, is he 11, yeah. What does he say about your career? How, what does he say about your career? Because I know he knows what you do. Is he inspired yeah. by it or does he have tons of questions? What is it like inside Gabe's head in terms of your your life and at work.
1: Gabe's head, I don't I don't even know what goes on in there
0: sometimes to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, I mean so he he really
1: doesn't ask too much or anything like that. I mean he's you know when I'm when I'm gone he's like hey dad where you going how long are you gonna be gone for but you know I I thought like I like I said at the beginning I was like oh I want you know him to look up to something and maybe possibly aspire to and you know now now when I ask him hey what do you want to be when you grow up he still he still tells me an alligator wrestler so. Um, I'm not sure that, that that went that went the way I planned it, but um, I mean he he supports it and, and he he tells me he's proud and you know every time I receive you know an award or something I, I hand it down to him and just just little stuff that he can have just to remember this time in my life.
0: That is so awesome, and like you said, he's still 11, so he's highly impressionable about what he wants to be in the world. But eventually, it all comes together.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, hopefully. That's
0: well, yeah. crazy. You, you taught me something few weeks ago, remember I asked you a question about what is a military veteran, and I'll be honest, even I, even though I was only an ROTC, an Army ROTC, even the definitions that we were provide what a veteran is, it, it, it's misconstrued, because it's not just someone who's no longer in the military. So I'm going to ask you, if you will, <laughs> providing your own words, what is a military veteran?
1: Yeah. A a lot of, a lot of people have that misconception that it's, Hey, you know, veterans or guys that, you know, guys or girls that put in, you know, their 20 years and are retired. And honestly, I I think anybody, you know, who graduate, who, who decided to take that oath and and uh, and put their lives at risk for this nation and be away from their families. As as soon as you graduate from basic training, I mean, you're considered a veteran and, and uh, you know, it takes a lot of courage and it's really only 1% of the, of the populace in in the United States that, that does that and, and is willing to make a sacrifice. So, you know um definitely you have to take your your hat off to those those individuals who who do that and and like i said i think as soon as you get out of basic training and you put on the uniform and and uh you know you start you start traveling and start being away from your family i mean you're you're entitled to to that title in my opinion
0: and also i think the benefits kick in as well so the moment you are part of the military family as a veteran you do get some benefits immediately because of the fact that you are engaged right yeah, correct. I mean, as soon as as soon as you as soon as you start
1: basic training, you you start getting your your benefits. I mean, health dental, all that stuff is provided for you and and uh, any of your dependents. Um, so that kicks in, and then obviously when you you know if you get out or retire, you know, benefits change depending on how much time you put in and everything like that. But as, as soon as you you do enlist and 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 start, you know, you actually active duty, then those benefits will kick in for you and your family. You know, Robert,
0: I don't think I've told you this, but you are the inspiration of one of the stories that are in my next book of Everyday Folks, Volume 2, to be released, ne- released next spring 2017. And, who, and I'll share a little more with you. And here, here's a little teaser for the audience who's listening. It's a story about a man who is in the military, but as a result of his time in the military, he also discovers who he is, and he goes through these many trials and tribulations. Believe it or not, not, it's, not about a, it's not a war story. It's about the war inside of his head and the challenges that, are, that he faces while he when he returns back to a civilian life. And so Robert is not the character, the main character per se, but elements of his life are part of the creation of the character to give it the true um, realism that the character needs. So I just wanted to add that, to share that with you, Rob. And I probably need to show this story to you before I print it so that you don't come after me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's fine, man. I, and I appreciate it. I was,
0: I was waiting. I was like, man,
1: hopefully I get a little snippet in one of the books, at least a shout out in, in the in the cover page. So I was wondering how many of you were going to write until I got mentioned. But no, I definitely, I'm, I'm honored and and uh, and uh, I appreciate you thinking about me to to to, uh, to make one of the stories. Thank you.
0: You're very welcome. And for those of you who are just tuning in now, you're listening to me, Billy Jones, author of Everyday Folks Books. And I'm speaking to the amazing Robert Franz, one of our nation's military veterans. If you'd like to speak to him or me, you may call in at any time at 347-539-5372. I'll give you that number again, 347-539-5372. And you may email your comments at everydayfolks, with an S, listen at gmail.com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Rob, I actually have a few questions here, and I'd like to read one of the questions that came in, and this is from Nick, who resides right here in Miami, Florida, from your hometown. I'll read the question. He asks, of all the things you've learned in the military, Robert, what has been the one thing you will remember the most?
1: Uh, Honestly, you know, to to appreciate the people that, that really stand by you through thick and thin, I mean, being in this in this career you meet a lot of people and everybody depending on what situation you're in you you guys just become friends and and now we're best friends and make plans but uh it's few that stay with you throughout your career or, or or and that you stay in touch with so uh definitely the most important thing is is keep keep the people that are there through you or there for you through your worst uh close and and definitely don't burn any bridges because uh, I've learned it's all about networking and, and just keeping keeping relationships with people that you might come across down the down the uh, down the path in your life later.
0: And I think it's important, Rob. Would you say at this stage in your life, friends are important? People use that word so loosely, but as you enter into the latter stages of your life, you start valuing the meaning of that word, friend. And would you say that some of your your closest friends have been a result of your career? Uh,
1: I would say as a result of my career, I, I say that my closest friends, I, I know who they are now because of my career, the, um, yeah. you know, after moving, actually this career has, has, has allowed me to, you know, weed out the, the, uh, the weaklings if you will and, and, and really, and really see who, who's, who was there, you know, out of personal interest or who was there out of you know, uh, love or, or just a, a, a bond of friendship, you know? So I say that that, that's that's been the biggest thing throughout my career from being gone is that now, you know, this, the same handful of people that I was with in high school or that I've met down, down the road in my career are still with me. And, uh, and we still talk every day, even though we're, we're far away or whatever the case may be. But as soon as, as soon as I go home or as soon as I have some free time, one of us is planning a trip or, or we're meeting up. So it's definitely eye opening to see, you know, who's really with you uh, through thick and thin.
0: Very good point. Very good point. Everyday people in the in a nation, everyday people who like us. I don't think people realize that so often through life, it's it's hard finding people who you can call a true, and and that's important. And you get what you put into anything. So I really admire what you just said, and that is that you take the time, Robert, to provide value of others in your life as the same as they in yours. Because you get what you put out there. Well said. Definitely, definitely. We all have motivations, Robert. And you know, my motivation. One of the things that motivates me is the fact that I'm able to write and share my expressions, my ideas with the world. So my students, and you were once one of those students as well, inspires me to be who I am and to go on with the journey that I walk. So my question to you is this: Who or what motivates you? Honestly, I just you know just to
1: be the be the best person I can for like I said, be you know being uh. A role model for my son and somebody he can look up to him and be like wow you know my dad he's doing he's doing awesome things and you know that's the best feeling in the world every time he tells me hey i'm proud of you i mean that's enough motivation for me uh you know and, and for my wife as well you know she tells me she's proud of me and everything i do so that really gets me up in the morning and, and just makes me allows me to do what i do and uh and you know try to do it to the best of my ability
0: those, and those things that you just named, Robert, are so priceless. They're more valuable than any paycheck we can get. To get the accolades of those who love you most and know you most to give you the props or at least the recognition that they appreciate you. That's very beautiful that you said. And I have to share this as well. Back in March, everyone, for those of you who are listening, I had the pleasure of attending Robert and Claudia, his beautiful wife's wedding. And there was a tender moment during that, that wedding that I want to recall here for the audience there was a point after the actual ceremony and we're going into the room where where Robert, we're going to receive the bride, the new bride and groom, and there's a moment of transition. And I looked to my left as I'm entering back into the building because the first part of the ceremony was outdoors. There was a moment where Robert was consoling his son, and his son was in tears. And it was a beautiful moment because I saw you in fatherhood mode at that moment handling what was going on. And I know what was happening, Rob, but could you share for those who are listening why was why was Gabe crying? Well, I spoke to him, I mean, it caught me by surprise.
1: Uh at the beginning of the wedding he was telling me, Dad, wow, you did a great job and you know, I'm happy for you and this and this and then uh after after the, the pastor said, you know, all his words at the altar and, and we were walking back, uh, that's when I noticed he was crying and then, and I asked him, I was like, Hey buddy, what's you know, what's wrong? He's like, No, I'm happy for you but you know I was listening cuz my wife and I tried to include him in the ceremony as much as we could so um he was like I was just listening to what what the guy was saying and you know he kept saying forever and forever and and it hit me like you know I I don't want you uh to forget about me or or things are going to change and I was just telling him like look buddy the only thing that changes is is a last name I mean nothing else everything else is going to be the same and you know uh the same relationship we have and I mean he's in Miami now but we still FaceTime every day, and I just try to be honest with him and, and see him as much as I can and just let him know, like, hey, you know, uh, Claudia's, Claudia's here for you, and she loves you, and I know, I know you feel the same, and, you know, it's just an addition to our extended family now. So, um, and, and after that, he, 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 was, he was cool with it and, uh, and went about his business, dancing or whatever the case was.
0: I just to say it was a very special moment because I love the fact that you're not afraid to allow your son to be, you know, to show his emotion, to express himself but you also teach them how to be true and how to be strong in this world. And that honesty Mm -hmm. and the integrity that you provide, it's it's remarkable. And I think more men in America, and I'm saying this now as a a public announcement to those who are listening, more men in America need to provide that kind of support to their male counterparts, their sons, or any other male figure that they are mentoring. And here's the follow-up question for you, Rob. So you mentioned already what motivates you, and part of that is your family. But well, who is your role model? Or do you have a series of role models?
1: I would say a series. I mean, definitely definitely my biggest role model uh, would be – or I wouldn't say role model. I'd say more of inspiration would be my mother. Um, you know, she, she's always played the role of, of mother and father, so that's something that I've always kept in the back of my mind. And, you know, she did a phenomenal job raising myself and my brother. And, and uh, you know, through difficult times, whether there was money, there was no money, she always managed to put food on the plate, and that's something that I always – you know, aspire to is like, hey, if I have a family, no matter how how bad things might get, it's like, hey, the food's provided, there's a roof over your head. And, and you know, she still works and still wakes up and, and puts in 12, 14 hour days. And, and I, I think that's commendable just to see, you know, a woman of, of that strong of character to do that. So uh, that's definitely one of my inspirations. And then other role models, you know, I, I have, you know, mentors like yourself, that I look up to and, I, you know, from, from high school and then to see how far you've come. And, you know, a couple of individuals like that in my life that I always keep close and, and you know, try to, try to pick their brains so just to make myself better off of, off of the accomplishments that they had, you know, or, or gain knowledge on what to do to, to gain more success, if, if you can say.
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. I do want to acknowledge something, though. In addition to his entire military life, Rob does have a life outside of the military. And about a year ago, I'd say — and Rob, correct me if I'm wrong with what I'm about to say Rob took on an, a, an interest in another sport. And this sport — and I, I see his postings, if you ever get a chance to see Rob on this Facebook, I, you, Rob is, is, is a great and avid fisher, a fisher. And he is not just fishing for the sake of fishing. He actually does it as a sport. So what turned you on to this, this phenomenon, this, this sport, Rob? Why fishing? Well, I, I have no idea,
1: to be honest with you. I mean, if you can ask anybody from back home. I am the least, you know, outdoorsy guy, or, or, or anything like that. And it just started with my son. He came to visit one summer, and and I was like, hey, dads are supposed to go fishing with their kids, and we went out for a couple of days and didn't catch anything. And he, you know, he kind of gave me that look, like, hey, you're pathetic. Uh, and then I saw <laughs> I saw a little, I saw a little old man, and he was catching fish next to us. So I asked him for some tips, and from there we started catching fish. And I was like, all right, well, it's not too bad. And then uh, it, it was kind of fun. And then, you know, it was a great pastime. He loves it now. And, and I just, I pretty much became addicted after that is, you know, YouTube. And you ask my wife, she's like another rod. I'm like, look, baby, it's like your shoes. They all have a purpose. Don't worry about it. So that's, that's pretty much what I do.
0: <laughs> I think sometimes, you know, our female counterparts don't understand the value and the power of fishing. I know in my family, Rob, but as I was growing up, the Jones men, the elders and the sons, we all bonded around fishing. And even though our moms, my mom at least, and my uncle's wives could not understand, even my grandmother because my grandfather was the king of our group, they couldn't understand why we were doing this. But then I I look back now, we're talking 30-plus years later, I'm looking back and I realize there were moments when I was being taught things, I'm able to have a conversation, because there's really not much you can do. You're one with nature, you're out on the water, and you're out there catching, and you have, you're forced to talk to each other. If not, listen to the silence of nature. So would you say that the same occurs And what you're providing, whether it be for your son or when you're with your, com- your comrades out on the water? You're getting that sense of community that perhaps <clears throat> probably couldn't build on land.
1: No, definitely. I mean, you know, it's a great time with my son, and, and like I said, it's you know, sometimes I ask him like, Hey, you want to go to the movies or you want to Chuck E. Cheese or whatever, whatever it is. And he's like, dad, I want to go fishing. I can't wait to see you. So, I mean, that's, that's our thing now. And, and, and fortunately he he likes it. So I don't have to force him to do it. Um, with my wife, God bless her soul. She tries and she comes out with me and she's like, well, why do you have to wake up so early? And, you know, as soon as we get in the car, we're already arguing. So we, we kind of don't do the fishing that much, but um, definitely, definitely with, with the guys I go fishing with, I mean, it's just time on the water, and there's just something about going to a tournament on the weekend and eating gas station food that, that really pumps you up. So uh, it's definitely a good pastime, and, you know, everybody shares stories, whether it's in, in their careers or their personal lives, and you just, you just get to build a bond with those people, and, and it's definitely a good time.
0: And also, folks, for those of you who are interested in learning more about it, I did my homework before this show just to learn a little more about, what it means to be a, fi- to be a professional. Um, and what is it, what is the term, Rob? Is it a fisherman or a fisher?
1: Well, someone who yeah. Well, I'm like, I, I, the term for me, I'm the self-proclaimed bass master. But, uh, if my, if my ah. wife, like I said, every time, I, every time I buy a rod or, you know, I, I, I cook my wife dinner, and I'm like, Hey baby, how was dinner? And she's like, Oh, it was amazing. And I was like, okay, by the way, I, I want to get a new boat. And then, uh, she reminds me every day that I'm, I'm not a professional, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I love, I love to do that. I, like I said, ideally, ideally, you know, I'd love for her to support me and pay the bills while I fish, but that doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon.
0: <laughs> well, Claude, if you're listening, I hope you, I hope, I'd love to have you call into the show if you wish at any time and have a rebuttal to that comment. <laughs> there
1: uh, no how, how long, is, that,
0: how long, long I, is the show again? I don't, yeah. I wouldn't
1: recommend you do that. Too. <laughs> I'm sure she has a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff bottled up. She loves to tell me about how I'm not a pro. <laughs> well,
0: the it show, it's till 4 p.m., so we hopefully if I see her number in the queue, maybe I'll I'll try not to click it for you. <laughs>
1: I appreciate it. Thank well, you.
0: <laughs> well, there are a couple more questions coming in. The next question, Robert, is from Carlos from Orlando, Florida. He asked the following. What do you enjoy the most about being a father? And how is your relationship with your father?
1: Uh, what do i enjoy the most honestly it's just and for all the parents out there can speak on it i mean the, the amount of love and and emotion that you feel towards towards your child i mean it's it's crazy and and just to see him grow up from i mean uh just you know when when he was born to, to now and how much how much everything has changed throughout his life and the, and the relationship we have now like we're honestly best friends and and uh you know we talk we joke around with each other you know he's a uh, smart kid, does good in schools. I have no complaints, and it's just awesome to see that. Um, and, and really what what drives me towards that to, to try to be a great dad. I, n- I never really had a relationship with my father. So, uh, like I said, my mother was always in that role. Um, so I just try to learn from that. And, and, and you know, I promised myself as soon as I had my son, I would never uh, do the same to him. So I just, you know, try to better myself every day. And, and I know I'm not perfect, but I, like I said, I I strive to be a great example for him and, and somebody that he's proud
0: of. Amazing. Robert, there's one thing that I know about you that you probably wouldn't say it about yourself, so I'm going to say it about you. I feel you're one of the most humble men that I know because so often you'll give the shirt off your back to someone who is in need. It doesn't even have to be family. It could be anyone who's out in the street who needs something, and if you're able to provide, you do so, and you do it with such humility, and it's something that I feel is often very lost in the world from people who I Run into or interact with on a professional or social level at times, and so my question to you is this: You are to me a successful person. You represent success. But what is your definition of success?
1: Uh, I was oh, that's that's a tough one. I, I mean, I would say success. I mean, like I said, for me, success is is like I said, it's, it's more family oriented. And hey, you know, we've made it, and by I mean we're not millionaires. We're not a hundred thousandaires. It's just, Hey, we live comfortable. Um, we, we didn't, we never have to ask for anything my, you know, I, I, I know that my family is, uh is secure and that's, you know, something that I can, I can go to sleep at night knowing that, you know, myself and my wife put, you know, put a lot of effort towards that to know that, Hey, uh you know, we work hard and, and, and we play hard as well. So uh, I just think that that success to me is just, you know, establishing yourself, whether that be professionally or, or, or not, you know, outside of work, but just not having to ask anybody for anything, and, and that, that would probably be the best way I would I would define it, I
0: guess. I agree. I agree, Robert. So often people are are the, the biggest thing that distracts us is the financial need to be stable, and so if if that's covered, that at least helps half the battle. Because, but there's so many other issues, and it sounds to me, and I know this very well, having known you. It sounds to me like you got all bases cover, covered, and as a result, you're able to enjoy quality of life without having to worry about those other concerns, and that is because you made choices. You made choices years ago to re- build to where you're now is, so that your tomorrow won't be as the struggle. And so I, rep- I respect that. So often it's, it's really that simple yet so difficult, and that is that we have to make the right choices in order to lead us down the right path. So in that in that vein, you mentioned success, but I also see you as a leader. So, what's your definition of a leader? I think I don't know, and
1: and I deal with this a lot, and you know, in the army, there's a lot of guys that that are put in leadership positions. But honestly, it's not about telling guys what to do. I think you need to be uh, as a leader, be proficient in, in what you do, and, and make sure you know. And, and can recognize your weak areas and, and work on those. And then, you know, instead of telling people what to do, show them how to do it and, and just guide them. And I think, you know, a, a leader, um, people, people notice that, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to tell anybody you're a leader. I mean, as long as you work well with people and, and can mentor, mentor individuals and guide them uh, to be successful, I, I, I think that's, that's what a leader is to me, at least is, is, Hey, making sure the your subordinates can progress and, and hopefully pass you based off of off of the stuff that they've maybe picked up from you or, or that you were able to show them.
0: And, folks, vote for those of you who are listening just now, you're listening to me, BJ, the author of Everyday Folks books, and as well as the creator of Everyday Folks Radio. I'm in conversation with Robert Franz, one of our nation's great military veterans. If you'd like to speak to him or me, you may do so at 347-539-5372. Again, that number is 347-539-5372, and you can email me as well at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. One more time, everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Even though the phone lines are quiet, the inbox is not. Rob, I'm now looking at a series of about nine questions for you that are coming in across the nation. They're all, they're all ranging from what I could gather from the subject lines from miami all the way to new york so we're going to see if we can get some of these questions answered the first question that i have recently comes in from belinda who's in atl in atlanta georgia she has a question regarding your fishing here goes robert have you won anything in your fishing sport i have i actually won a tournament today
1: that we did um i ended up the weather was bad and and uh Ended up catching a pretty big fish, so I was able to win a little bit of money off of that. But um yeah, I'm still still learning every day and just try to get better at it, but nothing nothing major yet. Nothing uh that I can I can rub in my wife's face. So hopefully that day will come soon.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to interview Claudia. <laughs> I can't wait to interview her. <laughs> Gotta make sure you're present though. So Robert no, do you eat any of the things that you catch?
1: No, I I just uh before, like when I started, we would saltwater fish and, and catch some trout, and we, we eat those. But now, now I, I only bass fish and freshwater fish, so I, I release uh, all the fish that I catch. It's, it's just for the sport and, uh, and bragging, bragging rights around uh, amongst the guys I fish with.
0: That's awesome. Very awesome. Here's another question coming in from Brett from Richmond, Virginia, Robert. Here goes. Robert, I salute you all over Excuse me. Let me start again. Robert, I salute you and all of our U.S. veterans this Memorial Holiday weekend. I'm a veteran, too. The one thing I can recall being difficult is returning fully to civilian life after my discharge. What are your plans after military life? One thing I've learned, make sure, to have, make sure you have a plan.
1: No, definitely. Well, thank you for, uh, for your service. I appreciate that as well. And uh, honestly, my plans now, you know, just – um, looking to go back to Florida and, and definitely make the transition into either a federal or government job. I've uh, been looking briefly, you know, at a, at some professions, but I haven't dug too deep yet. But with with my army career winding down now, it's, it's definitely something that I'm going to start focus on here within the next year. Uh, but definitely try to get closer to home and, and something uh, something that's whether whether it be a federal or government job is definitely at the top of my list.
0: That's awesome! Great, great question. By the way, thank you very much. Who was that? Brett from Richmond, Virginia. Thank you for listening to us up north. I really appreciate the question. It's a very deep one. So, Robert, at times you were, when you were deployed, how did you stay focused or motivated? For instance, you were on a 12-month, a 12-month deployment over in Iraq. So how did you stay motivated, not necessarily about the work and doing your work there, but just staying positive and helping you live each day or each moment as you needed to? Honestly,
1: the gym. There's a lot of gym time that goes that goes down on the deployment, uh, during the deployment. So that's pretty much what I was doing. You know, uh, my buddy he's actually here with me now visiting me from Texas. Uh, we were deployed together and it was, you know, two a days in the gym. We worked 12, 14 hour shifts, you know, wake up early before shift, go work out, get off shift, go work out, sleep for three, four hours and do it all again. And, uh, once you get into the ru- once you get into a routine and, uh, and start seeing results, and that helps out a lot. Um, so that, that's, that's pretty much what kept me focused.
0: Very good. Very good. Another question comes, is coming in, Robert. It's from Anike, my colleague, who is the host of A Journey into Passion. She writes, first, thank you for your service, Robert. I appreciate your sacrifice. And here's the question. What advice would you give a young man or woman considering joining the military?
1: Just do your research. Um, and, uh, I appreciate that, but, uh, yeah, definitely do your research. Um, I got a lot of tattoos, so you know when I when I went, that was that was a, a big issue. Unfortunately, the army was able to uh, uh, to let me join, but just definitely do your research and see. There's you know the, the army might not be for everybody. Uh, same thing with the Marines or Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, whatever the case may be. Just I would the advice I would give is just pick something, um, you know that you're passionate about and that you that you would want to do. And and uh, there's a lot of benefits of joining the service, so just get something that that you feel uh you'll be happy doing and and talk to some veterans or some some guys or girls that that have been in and and can tell you hey you know I've done this this might not be the best job for you or you know here's the pros and cons of this and and just go with somebody that that has a little bit of insight on the military to help you out because a lot of times the the recruiters uh tell you one thing and, and and it doesn't end up being like that it's
0: a very good point I remember being an ROTC at Miami Killian And I did JROTC levels one through four, and then I did SROTC when I was in college. And the reason why I I chose it, I come from a family of uncles who were in the military. They were in the Army as well. And they were in the Army at the time when Desert Storm took place. And I remember very distinctly the conversations I had with them, and they both said very similarly what you just said, Robert, which is make sure you do your homework. And that goes for anything in life, would you say? Before you can commit to anything, know what you're committing to.
1: Very good point.
0: More more questions coming in, Robert. This one comes from Priscilla from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And she writes the following. Great show, Billy. Well, thank you, Priscilla. And Robert, (laughs) have you ever thought about doing voice work?
1: I, well, funny that you mentioned that. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. A couple of people ask me if I sing, and and that's only in the shower. Uh, but no, I mean, def- definitely, it's something that I would consider. And and uh, you know, I just haven't had the opportunity to have, uh, you know, to really dig into that or, or to meet somebody, you know, that, that can guide me towards that. But I mean, I'm always I'm always up to to any any new challenge, and I mean, I think it'll be fun. Uh, so yeah, definitely, I, I would definitely be interested in doing something like that.
0: Priscilla, I appreciate your question. I don't know Priscilla, Robert, but it's so funny that she would say this, ask this question, considering you and I have had conversations over the past few months about this very topic, would you say? I'm glad to hear she asked this
1: question. (laughs) You were were right, Billy. You were right.
0: I I believe you now. (laughs) I I tell you, Priscilla, thank you. And Priscilla, just for emailing that question, I'm going to send you an email and send you a copy of Everyday Folks because I want – so often, this is that humble thing that Robert represents. He's a humble gentleman in every regard, but sometimes I also feel that he doesn't. When, when you hear these things that people say about you and they say these, these talents that have yet to be explored, Robert is highly exploratory, but it's nice to hear from someone who he doesn't know say the same thing because it further reinforces the possibilities of what could be. Just my little plug, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know you set that so, up somehow I, I know that, that well, was, uh, I actually did, being not. The public I, master. did not. I i ha I kid you not I did not none of the questions that come in these questions are coming from real people across america, so the, i nah, and nah, I not. try my best all, but I do have to say, Priscilla, thank you so much, and you are getting a copy of everyday Folks <laughs> Volume One. <laughs> More questions, nice. Robert. This one comes from Trenton from Atlanta, Georgia. He asked the following question, which actually is a question that I wanted to ask you, and he writes the following. What has been the most challenging moment in your life?
1: Honestly, it was that first, that first deployment. Uh, I had just moved, moved out of Florida and was, uh, was stationed in Texas, so I had never, never been to Texas, and, and the part that I was in Texas wasn't, you know, it was Colleen, Texas, so I'm sure nobody's heard of that. Um, but, uh, but no, it was the hardest part was, you know, my son was young at the time and and just leaving for a year. I mean, so much changes in a year and, and I had never experienced anything like that. So it took a, it took a pretty big toll on me emotionally and mentally at first. And, and, uh, it's it's still something, you know, that I think about and I was like, wow, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to make it through that. And, and like I said, had some good friends along the way that, you know, we were able to console each other when we were away from our family. So that was, that was definitely the most difficult, uh, thing that I've been through so far.
0: Wow. And what would you say, Robert, as a result, has been the most rewarding experience? This is the second question from Trenton, actually. What's been your most rewarding experience?
1: Most rewarding? As I said, just having, coming back from that deployment and, you know, having my son run up to my arms and, you know, tell me how much he missed me, and he loved me, and he, wanted me, he didn't want me to be gone away from him uh, like that again, so that, that really solidified the whole hey, I'm, maybe I'm making an impression on this big-headed kid. So uh, that, was, that was rewarding for me.
0: <laughs> great question. For those of you who are listening, great response, rather. For those of you who are listening now, we're li- you're listening live to me, B- DJ, author of Everyday Folks books. And I am with the amazing and unforgettable Robert Franz, who is one of our U- United States military veterans, but also someone with an interest in fishing and also has a great voice. So talk about a man who's a cornucopia of all things, but above all, a man of great purpose who represents our nation. So if you'd like to speak to him or me, we're coming down to the last 20 minutes, Robert, of our show, our segment together. I told you that the time would fly. You may email me at everydayfolkslisten at com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten at com. And don't be shy. If you like to call us, Priscilla especially, you could call me at 347 Again, that call-in line is 347-539-5372. So, Robert, the questions continue, and I'm going to do my best to try to get them in before our time is up together. The next question comes from Nicole from New York City, New York. Nicole asks you the following question. Well, she starts with a scenario. Being away from my family when I was deployed overseas was real tough. You kind of answered this before, but you may want to answer it again. What did you do to cope, and how did your family handle it?
1: Well, Nicole, thank you for your service uh, as well. Um, like I said, I did a lot of gym time, and you've been deployed, so you know how how that is. It's, it's a lot of gym time, and, and definitely just you know my family was a little, you know they were scared, and everything you know every they everything that comes out on the news they you know they believe, and and they were uh, real worried for me. But I, you know I just pretty much just assuring them like, Hey, I'll, I'll be home in a couple months. Everything is good. And, and like I said, just coping with, with, uh, you know, my brothers and sisters out there, they, they were going through the same thing as me and everybody was in the same situation. So, I mean, we had good days and bad days, and, and it's all about just being there for the, for the person to the left and right of you. And that's pretty much how we, how we, uh, we got through it. It's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a, a crazy experience when you see, um, what some, some people are going through and, you know, whether it's financially, personally, and then you're out there and you, you can't do anything about it. So that's when you really – those friends that we had, we had spoke about earlier, that's when you really see who, who indeed is, is your actual friend, and, and that helps out a lot.
0: So, Robert, one of the things you mentioned quite often throughout the show here, there's been a theme here about fatherhood. And your son, I remember when he was not born. <laughs> I remember when he first existed in the world. And then when I saw him a couple months ago at your wedding, it was just amazing. So there's a question that I have that I really want you to be sincere and very truthful in your response about. And that is in regards to his future. So what do you hope will become of your son when he becomes a man?
1: Honestly, I, I just want him to be, you know, more successful than, than I am or, or just be better at anything that uh, that I've done. And, and I think that's every parent's goal. Uh, just hopefully to take some of the advice I've given him and, and he's still young, so I know there's still a lot of things we need to talk about and, and experience. Um, but you know, up to this point, if I can just say that now it's just hopefully that he does a better job uh, than me, and and you know, he one day he can have a family and and uh, and taking the guidance that I've given him and, and hopefully make it better and and just everything positive for him. I mean, I I just wish him the best in anything, and and I'll, I'll be proud of him no matter you know what he does. So um, that's. That's pretty much it.
0: And Robert, I have another question for you, because so often, like I said before, you give so much of yourself, the altruism of your life, which is the word altruism means the selfless act of giving. You give so much of who you are professionally and personally to others. So here's the question. It's a very loaded one, and it's unscripted, and it doesn't come from anyone. It comes from me, Billy Jones. What does Robert want? Now, after all the dust has settled, there has to be something left for you. So what do you want out of life?
1: I just, I mean, honestly, like we talked about, I mean, it's, you know, when you're younger, you you think about, Oh, I want money. I want money. And honestly money doesn't make you happy. And, and, and right now, I feel like I'm in a great place in my life. I have, a, you know, I've been blessed with a beautiful family. My, my, my wife, she's, she, uh, she really helps me out a lot. And, and, she's really the, let's say the, the rock here in this household. So, I mean, I'm everything that I, that I, Wanted or or was you know dreamt about I, I have it now. I live it now, and and uh, I couldn't be happier. Honestly, I've I've been in dark places, and and now I, I think that you know my life is uh it's definitely on on the on the road to a positive point, and and I'm I'm completely you know content and and happy with where I am now. that's awesome,
0: Claudia. If you're listening, I want to share this. I had the pleasure of meeting Claudia about. Two or three years ago, right, Rob? We went out to dinner, or lunch, rather. We did like a double-ed lunch. And it was the first time I met her. And immediately when we started, when we, we sat across from each other, we connected. It was an awesome moment. And she was the mo- one of the most beautiful brides. And, I, and let me say this truly, the most beautiful bride I've seen ever at her wedding. And the fact that you both were so busy, but you made that wedding feel like, I felt like I was at this formal event that was taking place in your house, in your own backyard. And this was at a formal banquet hall, folks. There was such a derived touch of, there was a personal touch that both Robert and Claudia provided, and that's all as a result of who they are and the love that they exude on others. So I just want to say props out to her because you have such a queen that you're on your side, and I'm so proud of what you both have been able to accomplish and what you will continue to accomplish in the years to come. Congratulations on your wedding. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. And there are more questions. I have another question coming in from Sydney from New York City, New York. Sydney says the following. First, BJ, I love listening to your weekly show. Keep them coming. Well, thank you, Sydney. And Robert, if you could relive your life over again and be in another profession or place, what would you do?
1: Fishing. (laughs) I would have pursued that if I would have been into it. I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, it's a, it's a bad it's a bad addiction. I just you know I'm balding. I, I just like to grow out the sides of my hair and and be somewhere in Lake Okeechobee fishing professionally. That that'd be the dream right there.
0: <laughs> I'm laughing because I never thought in a million years I hear you say something like that.
1: <laughs> Trust me, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm a, my friends my friends are, they look at me now and they're like, "What? Again, Who
0: are you?" That's what I want to do. <laughs> Who are you and what have you done with the Rob? We know. I have to paint this yeah, for took, those who don't, know Rob. And I'm not going to say anything negative, Rob. I promise. Because I don't want to get roasted by you later. But I no, have to fine. share this. I remember Robert, and, and I'm going to take it back. And I actually have video footage. And if he acts right, like he's been doing, I promise not to release it to the world. <laughs> but I do want to share <laughs> this. <laughs> Robert was, and I'm going back to 2002. So we're going to back. Ooh, that April was 14. a good year.
1: That was a good year.
0: Good year. (laughs) He actually was the MC of a black history program that the Distinction Club, which is the student organization. I was the faculty advisor of the high school at which I taught, his alma mater. We did a big show at this middle school, and all the, the upperclassmen, juniors and seniors who are members of the club, we talk about 20, 30 kids, we took over to the middle school. And Robert was the MC of this show. And he did such a great job. And I said to him that very day, and I don't know if Robert remembers this, I said to him very distinctly that day, I said, Robert, this is something that you should do. You should consider doing this more often. And I I, I want that to resonate with you for a minute because so often we hear these signs, we get the signs or indicators out in life that, you know, we should perhaps walk past and do things that we may not be used to or comfortable doing. But I wanted to share with you that I saw then your potential. I saw it before you got on the stage, which is why I recommended you for the part to be the MC. And so often we sometimes are placed in circumstances we don't quite understand what that's about. But it's only in time when we look back and we reflect and we begin to realize this is what it meant. I just wanted to say that. (laughs) Uh, I, re- I remember that. I remember that head. day
1: clearly. Trust me, I, I remember. I remember that day, and I, I appreciate it, Billy, and that, that means the world to me. Thank you.
0: You're very welcome. We have more questions that are coming in, and for those of you who are tuning in now, we're down to the last 12 minutes. Honestly, of the show, I can't believe it. an hour has almost passed. Robert, you made it so much fun. If you'd like to get in any last questions to me, you may call at three four seven five three nine five three seven two. Again, that's three four seven. Five three nine five three seven two, And if you prefer to continue emailing those questions, comments, or requests, you can do so at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. One last time, everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. So here's the next question for you, Robert. It comes from Terrence from Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama. Terrence writes the following. What has been the one thing, Robert, you've learned about love and relationships? while living a military life.
1: Uh let's see. One that, you know, if if uh if you if you do have a counterpart, whether you're married or together or anything, just you know, especially for for individuals in the service, I mean it, it really it's hard for the soldiers and uh and you know I can say that because I've I've been through it and I've seen, you know, people that go through it. But it it is definitely hard and I, I wanna, you know, commend all the spouses out there that they really have to hold down the house for whether whether it be for a month or a year. I mean, that's that's the hardest thing. So it all starts, you know, at the house. Just make sure make sure that everything is, is strong there and that love is true. Because sometimes people have have a motives that aren't pure, and and that that comes out very quickly when you're in an environment or, or a situation like that. So uh, definitely want to applaud the spouses that, that really take care of you know the, the majority, ninety percent of, of of everything in the house. They keep make the transition for that soldier getting back uh, from being deployed as smooth as possible. So thank you.
0: One of my favorite authors, Robert, I don't know if you know him. He's a great poet, and he is a military veteran as well who has been honorably discharged. His name is Brian Turner, and he wrote a great poem, which later became a great movie on the silver screen, and it's titled Hurt Locker. And this poem in itself, and I wish I had it in front of me, it's a powerful poem because it, it really signifies the experience at the moment while being a military personnel in the, act, in the action, in the line of duty. And the one thing, the big picture is this. The title, Hurt Locker, it, it signifies so much. But here's my meaning. What he's saying in this poem is that we all walk around with our hurt lockers and sometimes we open them up, we, we clean them out, we, we do a purging or we do a spring cleaning. Other times we keep them locked away and we try to lose the, the, the combination or we throw away the key. But at some point that hurt locker is going to open. And the question is to all of us is do, will we like what we see once we open it? And so my question to you is this, because I know minimally what you've done and I don't want you to discuss any of your missions. But what I do want to look at it is from the perspective of the hurt locker theme. Would you say that after your experiences, you're able to still come home miraculously and have a quality of life? Is that something that is that something that is very true, or is it something that is a work in progress for you on a day to day basis?
1: No, I mean it, every day is a, every day's a work in progress, and and uh, like I said, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes, and and I mean it, it is difficult, um, you know, but there's there are a lot of individuals who who are in that environment that, that are on the front lines and go through, a, uh, you know, a lot worse than, than I've been through. So, um, I mean, I haven't had it that bad. And it's, it's just, you know, it's difficult adjusting um, to life, especially when you're gone, you know, for, like I said, a period of time of, you know, a year, six months, nine months. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to come back. And, you know, sometimes your kids are crawling, then you come back and they're walking and, you know, you want to fall right into place, uh right where you were and, and that's not the case so that just touches back on the point where you know you, your spouse or your your significant other really needs to uh uh they really hold down the that and that stuff and and uh i just try to be better every day and i come home and you know it's it, now that i'm getting older i've learned that communication is it's definitely important and, and and luckily you know i'm able to talk to claudia when I'm, I'm having negative thoughts or, or feeling a certain type of way and and she she's been an, an amazing support
0: system so but I appreciate your being open to, my, to that question, because at the end of the day, it does boil down to communication. Good communication is the key to any successful relationship, whether it be with a significant other, friends, etc. that you can always stand and open up in your truth. So I really appreciate your responding in that regard. Also, here's something else, last question. Tanya from St. Petersburg asked the, the question that I think is a really good one. How was your relationship with your mother?
1: Now it's, it's awesome because now we're, uh, we're actually friends. So it, it went from, you know, the whole, Hey, you're my drill sergeant to now we can't stand each other to now we're actually friends. And, and my mom likes fishing too, which is a plus. Um, so, uh, no, it's, it's definitely now we're, we are, you know, very honest with each other and, and, she knows all the stuff that I've done and that I've been through and, and we're just able to talk and have a conversation. There's no, you know, she doesn't need anything from me. I don't need anything from her. It's just, Hey, let's just sit down and, you know, have a heart to heart. And, and it's pretty amazing to see the transition from, you know, how much she's grown as well from, you know, hitting me with everything in the house from wooden spoons to, to sandals to now that we can just, you know, uh, just get along great. And, and, you know, I love my mother to death and she's definitely, you know, somebody that, that I admire.
0: Well, Robert, I want to say thank you for so many reasons. Number one, for the work that you do, that men and women like you who put their lives out there tirelessly so that people like me, everyday Americans, can be here and do the things and live the lives that we do. So I thank you wholeheartedly for your continued support and contributions to our great nation. And also, I salute you because you've been a terrific dad. Since the birth of your son, you have been so present, omnipresent in his life in so many ways. And I can truly say that the bond that you both um, have, it, it, it's contagious. Anyone who is in, in your vicinity when you're together, they know that there is true, true, genuine love that takes place. So I salute you there. And then lastly, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you because of this. Because you have not let life. Some people let life drag them down the street. And it's easy just to throw in the towel. It's so easy to throw the towel in and say, I give up. I'm done with this crap. But you've, done, the, you've done, the, done something else. You decided to take life, and you, you seized it by its reins, and you continue to ride out into the pathway of opportunity, and even into uncertainty. And you may though yes, we all have our fears, but you seem to triumph in all of this. And so I'm so proud of the fact that you are my friend and that you're able to share this moment with me. And is there any final words you'd like to share? Someone was tuning in right now, Robert, and they didn't hear any of these wonderful words that you uttered but they could hear the one thing that you could say that would resonate in their brains about your life story or your message. What would you want them to hear? You could share it now.
1: Honestly, just, you know, you have to come in terms with yourself and just realize what it is you want out of life and, and work hard to it or work hard for it. And uh and always remember, I mean, there's your family and, and, and having a support system doesn't make you weak. It's, it's definitely a, you know, makes you stronger when you can, you know, have the support of people and depend on people just to better yourself. So I, I think self improvement is always something that you should you should strive for. And, and at the end of the day, it's going to make uh, it's going to allow you to achieve whatever goals you you desire. So um, that that would be my take on that.
0: Well, well, Robert, I thank you so much. And I share this, folks. Often after the show is over, they like to keep in touch with folks. And so I'll ask that you and I could talk offline about the means in which they'll do so. I usually I have a page on side on my author page that says who I'm supporting, and on that page I put the links to any of my former guests so that any of my other listeners, if they like to stay in touch with you, they're welcome to do so. So I'll be looking to you in terms of what that direction will be. But then lastly, I will be in touch with you, and I would like to bring you back. We won't tell the audience in terms of what capacity, but I'd like to bring you back not only as a guest, but also perhaps as an employee on Everyday Folks Radio. So we will definitely Hello. have that comment.
1: <laughs> no, definitely, Billy. Uh, I, I, thank you for having me on. It's, it's been a blast, and like you said, time did fly. Uh, thank you for the listeners who who submitted the questions. They're all great questions, and and, uh, and just stay in tune for this hour. And then lastly, just, you know, this weekend, let us remember our, our fallen brothers and sisters in arms that, that gave the ultimate sacrifice, and that's really what this weekend is about. So thanks again for having me. I had a blast.
0: Take care, Robert. Have a great day, okay?
1: you too, brother.
0: So folks there you have it. Robert France, our US military veteran, he is one of the many men and women who are working tirelessly to make this nation great and to continue its great name name around the world. Continue to tune in to our shows here on Everyday Folks Radio. We are now working and can honestly say we have a full weekend lineup. So this Friday um at two, at one PM Eastern Standard Time. Tune in for Daily Dose of K-Pop, our Daily Dose of K-Pop team. I, and I have to share, these, these girls are fabulous. They are young, they're energetic, and they are knowledgeable about Korean pop culture. So do tune in for that show. I most certainly will be. And as well, next Sunday at 3 p.m., do tune in. I have a special treat. On June 11th, I'll be emceeing the 2016 Distinction Star Award Ceremony. And on this, this ceremony, we recognize individuals who have made amazing contributions in their professions and or careers and or communities. And in that regard, I'd like to say thank you to the National Distinction Society. I'll be bringing in to, the, to the studio a few of the executive officers of that, of, of that organization, of which I'm also a member. And they'll be speaking more about the event and also some of the things that they're, they're talking about or going on in their respective lives. So you definitely want to tune in at 3 p.m. next Sunday. You don't want to miss that next segment. And then lastly, I'd like to again say a special thank you to all the listeners. I can't wait to see what the analytics say about the show. Continue to help us do what we do here at Everyday Folks Radio because we do it for you. And I can't say enough in that regard how much that means to me in terms of your support and the vision that I have for human expression for all great people. Tune in next Sunday at 3 p.m. This is Billy Jones signing off. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Take care.